0: Welcome to another episode of WA Exposé, a podcast about local arts by local artists. As always, I'm your host, Aria Scarlett, with the immense privilege of recording this podcast on Wajak Nunga Budja. Classical training can lead artists in a whole wide range of different directions. Trust me, I'm hosting this podcast. And my incredible guest today has had a whirlwind experience of her own. A classically trained musician whose career has ranged from dingy comedy rooms, Spiegel tents across the world, children's entertainment and erotic puppetry. In her uniquely immersive take on cabaret, no one and nothing is sacred. We're not wreaking havoc in operatic venues from Sydney to Los Angeles, she's open for punk cabaret glitterati such as Amanda Palmer, Thomas Ford and Crywank. But what took this incredible star away from Burloo in the first place? And what can we expect from her upcoming Fringe World show? Today we have the star of Jamie Michaela Flusie as part of our Fringe World Blitz. Jamie Michaela, how are you?
1: Hello, I am doing well. I'm doing well. I'm a little sleepy, Panda, because I'm freshly woken. up, you but I am great. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. Yeah, for I getting love up time, time. It is absolutely my pleasure. Like it's like at least today, like I can see the sun is kind of coming up. So that's, that's pretty good. Like that's, that's the sign of like a good sunny day. I hope, uh, not a cloud in the sky, so it's, freezing but uh, yeah and that's been weather in Oxford with Jamie and Michaela.
0: (laughs) Well I mean you've just given it away you are coming to us from Oxford in the UK as part of our Fringe World Blitz Um, and I'm super excited to get into this with you so I'll start off with the question I ask all of our artists so for you why music?
1: Music oh my god okay um so uh, it's a bit it's a bit friend, but like um since I was I was a wee wee band. Um, music is has been the only thing I've been like really good at, mm. and like really confidently good at. So it's a little bit it's a little bit sad because like I'm well aware that like I'm not I'm not an academic kind of lady, which is <laughs> like made painfully obvious by being in a city full of academics. Um. So, music is the thing that I'm good at, and the thing that kind of like it's like, oh no, 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 we feel confident here in this particular space and stuff like that. And yeah, the fact that I get to now combine that with comedy and discovering like performance, like up skills that like I'm also quite good at, I'm kind of like, oh yeah, sick. Let's let's combine all of this and just be like really good at this weird weird bloody niche and we'll just we'll just nail it it'll be great perfect
0: <laughs> There's like very interesting intersection of arts where music meets comedy what was like what gave you the idea to start putting those two things together
1: so um a lot of like a lot of people when they hear kind of like oh music and comedy they're like oh musical comedy and I'm like oh no 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 these songs a lot of these songs are like quite genuine <laughs> um I'm just like I'm just really good at stage banter uh which like I've seen like some some musicians that very much uh so it's like a little bit of a um kind of a breath of fresh air uh for people apparently and I'm like no 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 musicians just need to get better at bed mate um so it's kind of like like a combination of like comedic storytelling or like I don't really want to call it stand up because it isn't stand up because like I hate doing stand up. I've done stand up before. I will never do it again. It was tragic. Tell us about your stand up was...
0: experience. I have to know like right away.
1: Holy shit. Okay. So <laughs> like my stand up is so bad, dude. Oh my God. I cannot tell you. So I I did um I did stand up twice. So this was like, um, So I was doing comedy, uh, like comedy cabaret um, at like open mic nights, like open mic comedy nights, because that's the best place that it fits. been and I was like going around like sitting on audience members, screaming in their faces, you know, hot girl shit (laughs) and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so um, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to try my hand at stand-up and my my husband was also doing stand-up, he wasn't my husband at the time. Uh, he was a, a dweeby white boy doing um, comedy about how he's a big old virgin <laughs> ruined that Violent again Violent. hot girl shit <laughs> yeah uh, and so he was like helping me with this and I did a, um, I did a stand-up bit this is my one stand-up bit that like yeah, I tried twice and then was like, No, 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 I need a I need a ukulele in my hands like that. <laughs> and there was a stand up bit about how when I was very, very little, I just really, really wanted to be cool. Um, because I am I'm four nine, right? Wow. I am a I'm a am a little lady. 90, person. And um Yeah. Very, very small. I get ID'd to buy energy drinks in this country. Uh, It's bad. It's bad. Mama needs her go-go juice, okay? Uh, And sometimes she doesn't have her ID on it. Um, And so, yeah, this bit was about how I um, desperately wanted to be tall when I was younger. I desperately wanted to be so tall that, like, I would try, like, Like stretching my legs out, I would like constantly be kind of, and I just didn't have this like concept that like this will come with time because everyone else is taller than me, and um, it got to the point where like my my little brain uh, went to my nana's and I saw that she was using um like blood and bone and fertilizer on a plant, and I was like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And she's like, well, it helps them grow, Jamie, and like me. And my little delicate little flower brain. I told you I'm not smart. I told you. I warned you. While my dad was in church, I went across the road, supposedly for Sunday school, but there was a there was a um, primary school across the road, and they would always have this big pile of fertilizer. And um, yeah, I, I I ended up just. Standing in the fertilizer, and I watered Mm. myself.
0: Honestly, you know what? At least you didn't eat it. I was waiting for people, and I grabbed a big old spoon and shoved that fertilizer right in my mouth. Big old
1: spoon (laughs) of blood and bone. Yum yum
0: yum! What a lovely time! And so, three weeks later in the hospital, like that's where I thought we were going.
1: No 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 no! I was just like like stick as a brick, and was like, "Yep, I'm just gonna stand in it because I'm a little flower, and that's how I'll grow." (laughs) like which like you can like when you take the understanding that when I was young I was very very like I was I was a bit dumb like I was a bit bit dumb still am like you can kind of see like where my logic was going so I think we should give baby Jamie the benefit of the doubt Mm -hmm. um I don't necessarily feel so bad about it. I look at that and I'm like, oh, "What a wholesome little baby!" I
0: love that like, story. I, but audiences just did not laugh. Did not find it interesting. Like they didn't like it. My
1: like the thing is like this was like a few years back. Now my delivery probably wasn't as kind of like colorful as it was then. But yeah, I just was not good at it, and I was petrified, dude. Mm. I was I was so scared and like it's so bizarre because like you put like one of those tiny four stringed instruments in my hand and I'm like parading about skidding on people being a big dickhead uh <laughs> and like but then you you take it away and I'm just like I'm baby I'm baby and I don't know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> the ukulele
1: for so protection. But that's why music. <laughs> that's why music yeah this, so this is my emotional support ukulele that's so
0: funny uh, i love that you're i think you're the first person who's ever gotten to why music in like under 10 minutes like dissect this this and this and by the way thank you why music goodbye like just you're done i love it
1: <laughs> yeah that's it she's straight to the point she's straight to the point i've uh, gotten nothing but more straight to the point being an oxford
0: <laughs> well tell me a little bit about that tell me a bit about like your music career or like where you began in western australia obviously which is a west australian podcast so i'm going to narcissistically drag you back yep. here and what you're doing and why you're doing it across the pond
1: it's, it's something you and my mother have in common um <laughs> she's trying to get me she's trying to get me back like any way she can she's like <laughs> i found a really nice job for you and i'm like mom
0: it's at I love the local you, mate. Coles. You'll have a lovely time. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, Mum, I do not want to work at the Thornley Woolworths. Thank you, though. Uh, I live
0: uh, in Thornley. I'm outed now. I'd love you to work at the Thornley Woolworths.
1: I'm I'm an Armadale girl through and through, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. hands down. So I was just using Thornley to kind of like upmarket myself. <laughs> Just well, wanted I don't, to like lightly
0: flex. Look, I don't know if we were upmarket when you left, but I don't think that um, we've suddenly become upmarket in the recent years.
1: You guys have a much better uh, salvo than we do. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. FYI, yeah. it has some, it has some real gold, like beautiful, <laughs> beautiful Chef's stuff. Kids, Heaven kids. knows. Um. So getting started. Um. So I started out kind of. Like at the very, very beginning, and my mom very clearly was like, okay, like she's, I, I haven't got a smart kid. Uh, I procreated a with a, with an academic. I, pro, I procreated with another academic and I'm an academic myself. And we've given birth to this. All right. Where do we go from here? Because well, it's very clear that she is not going to be a doctor, nor is she going to be a lawyer. Uh, and yeah, she was, she was right. And so what, what she did find is that I really enjoyed movement and I really enjoyed being quite loud. And she's like, all right, she's got a pair of pipes on her. Let's try that out. (laughs) And so, um, she put me, she put me into, um, vocal training and I started, uh, learning how to. Thing in different languages and stuff like that, and like a lot of this was really helpful because like I had like like a bit of a stutter and stuff like that. Like mm. I was like I was a very kind of like like I learned how to walk really late because I had like calipers, so I had to wear like these bigger boots that like put my ankles back in place and shit like that. Did they at least make like you they uh they 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 did as much as like a pair of dog Martens will make you taller. Right, like yeah. a pair of standard dog Martens. Not we're not talking like the hot girl goth boots, <laughs> like had my parents put me in a pair of tumonias, maybe I would be an entirely different woman.
0: Um,
1: and so I started like yeah, I started vocal training, which was really amazing and um that kind of like over time, like I ended up like doing um like the Australian Youth Choir and like doing shows at like like regularly at the first concert hall, which mm. was amazing. Really, really breathtaking. Yeah, yeah. In my in my choir road. Yeah, which is essentially um,
0: just like a giant is it like a blue frog and then like a yellow lily pad vibe going on.
1: Bingo, yep. bingo. Cool. Like it's, it's quite tragic. I love it. Um, I think it's like, I look at the videos, like I still watch like Australian newsfire videos and I'm just like, nah, man, this is camp. This is high camp. It's either, it's either camp or if it's like particularly kind of like uncanny valley, which like a group of children singing, uh, can be, um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely kind of, um, what word I'm looking for, like West Australian Gothic.
0: <laughs> which is yellow and blue. Yeah, which is just yellow and blue. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. (laughs) just singing in like Portuguese. Um, (laughs) I learned how to sing muskinata, believe me. Do I know what I'm saying? Absolutely not. Do I sing it every time when I hear it at a jazz club? Yes, bitch. (laughs) It's such a flex.
0: That is such a, like, especially, Um, like, as um, I'm sure we'll get into with your operatic career, as, like, someone who learned opera myself, it's very much that, very much being like, I'm saying all these words, do I know what they mean? Mm, Partially, kind of. Absolutely (laughs) not.
1: Latin is a dead language. But I know it. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly it, right? And so, um, yeah, doing, doing vocal training, doing, like, Operatic pieces, Australian East Choir. Um and as time went on, I kind of like I got I got more into kind of um, like contemporary music and mm-hmm. things like that, mm-hmm. and I started finding like a lot of interesting stuff there. Because um, and especially like in the about. Like 2009 to 2013, I'd say, like, um, like singers, like female singer songwriters on Triple J, that was like peak. Like, yeah. it was just elite. It was really, really bloody good. And like, you had people with like, like jazz training, like Megan Washington. You had people with operatic training, like Kate Miller Heidke. Mm. You had all of these like really interesting women who were doing really, interesting contemporary music and like really quite like sincere contemporary music as well and I started kind of like delving into that a lot and I started like writing my own music my um my friend Geneva taught me how to read tablature and so I started kind of like learning ukulele because I've got freakishly small hands um so that was like the instrument that fit me and. I started kind of like delving into this more and more and I started writing music, blah, 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 And then, and I, I love telling this story of like kind of like how I ended up in comedy cabaret. So I was doing folk music and like kind of like indie pop kind of shit doing like, um, bedroom recordings, things like that. Yeah. And, um, I, I was, Sneaking into a lot of shows. I was working at a record store that is now defunct called Fat Shen Records. And I was working as one of their filmers because they would do shows um, at, like on the second Friday of every month called Friday I'm in Love. And so I would be taking in a lot of like local music and stuff like that, which was amazing. And I found it just such a beautiful, beautiful place to be. And it really like Perth felt like the center of the universe. Mm. And then, um, so I snuck into the show that was at Peekabar in, in the cultural center and, um, something changed that night. And I kind of finally like twigged what it was that I wanted to go and do. And I was watching this guy, uh, quite slight fella in like an ill fitting suit. Um, play like electro clash music like we're talking like chicks on speed like peaches type shit yes. like really really like heavy electronica mm. uh standing on top of the bar uh crooning like crooning like dave grainy style crooning mm. uh a cover of oh you pretty Things okay with a handheld lamp and, like, my little 15-year-old brain, who was definitely breaking some, like, the licensing laws by being <laughs> 100%, there, was like, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for um, higher <laughs> than <better> a security. <laughs> or not, whatever. <laughs> Do what you want. Um, yeah, my little brain watching this fella was like, holy shit. This is it. This is it. This is this is what you want to be doing. Mm. Surprise, bitch. You didn't see this one coming. <laughs> I'm like, I was like, what is this? Like, I don't know what this is. Is it performance art? Is it just like a different way of performing? Mm. Like, I'm coming from like Australian youth choir type shit and like playing in like the back room of the moon. Yeah. Like, with my little acoustic guitar. Like, I'm coming from an entirely different context. And I'm like, this is, this is whack and I'm obsessed with it. And, um, the acting question was my um now best friend thomas sport um alt cabaret superstar and stalwart of the uh west australian scene mm-hmm. um and yeah like watching him do that is the reason that i do what i do and um yeah i'm i'm forever thankful and with now kind of swap brands now i'm the uh angry loud asshole who is um making audience members terrified of her and now he's doing um very heartfelt ukulele shows <laughs> it's very it's very nice kind of like seeing that shift i'm like oh he's growing up by doing what i did a billion years ago and now i'm in like my mid to late 20s and uh <laughs> yeah just ch- just turning into an absolute prick uh which is great, <laughs> great i love era. it
0: yeah 100 so, percent. yeah
1: i'm like, like, like Taylor Swift, I am indeed in my prick era uh.
0: <laughs> um, So hang on, with uh, this newfound, this like eye-opening experience that you'd had at kind of quite a young age, like the light bulb to sort of turn on for you really, then what made mm. you pursue something in the classical field and in like a classical training matter? Why go down the path of like opera when what you had seen in this space is not opera. operatic? Yeah.
1: Yeah, opera. All of that was like, like before. All of, uh, all of my like opera stuff was like, yeah, from like grade one to grade twelve. <laughs> uh, so it gave me like a pretty steady like base mm. to work with. Yep. Um, and like I think the thing that really got me kind of like, of why not kind of delve into an opera kind of thing and I think that's just like what a lot of artists can relate to is just like the imposter syndrome Mm, yeah and like having that kind of like mentality of like oh I'm not the best at something therefore I'm not going to pursue it
0: yes completely yeah
1: yeah so like I I don't know what my life would be like had I have like pursued um operatic career or something like that also like I find, and this is, like, maybe it's incorrect. I don't know. I know it's, like, I know it's, like, the case with a lot of, like, my pals who do acting and stuff like that. But, like, if you don't have, like, the right names on your, like, CV or whatever, or you didn't go to the right schools, any of that, like, you're not going to get the gig, babe. Like, and I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate the kind of, like, like clicky kind of like elitist vibe that I get from it all. And I'm kind of like, at least like with something like comedy cabaret and doing solo shows and having done solo shows for like eight, nine years now, like at least I know that I have that like freedom and I still utilize like some of my training in a lot of what I do. Like I use, my my absolutely hectic whistle tone in um <laughs> in a cover of the dead Kennedys too drunk to fuck yep. on a regular basis Good, and then said. yeah yeah as 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 God intended <laughs> uh, and and then like I utilize like my little like bloody warbling to the high heavens in a song that I wrote a bajillion years ago that I play with a. Uh, Metalcore pedal <laughs> <I really laughs> yeah a metal core pedal on my guitar yeah. yeah
0: i really love that you touched on um the elitism that's like embedded into the classical space and the way that you've taken like full control of your artistic career by purposely moving away from that and i want to talk about the incredible show and the way you're doing that by like coming to fringe world 2023 when we get back from this super quick break Queer, bar, wherever you are, your perfect late-night offering of glamorously gay song is here. In a Fringe World premiere event, the Queer Piano Bar is here to delight and captivate in a genre-blending masterclass of song, accompanied by premier Perth piano talent Gavin Nicklett. For four nights only this February, you can get your tickets through the Fringe World app or the website. Sing the night away with a glamorous lineup of award-winning and critically acclaimed vocal talent from the best the festival has to offer. And we're back. I'm still joined by the incredible uh, Jamie Michaela, all the way from the UK, but hitting our shores this year, Fringe World 2023, with an incredible show that I desperately need you to tell me all about.
1: All right. So my show is called Jamie Michaela Salusi, and Salusi is my homecoming show that is entirely catered to uh, WA audiences. <laughs> so Salusi. Lucy is uh, my my homecoming show. I, unfortunately, due to um, border stuff, wasn't able to get home to the last fringe world mm-hmm. two days before my flight. Um, they had the international arrival out, and my flight got cancelled. <sighs> it was it was brutal. Mm. I was meant to be flying on Christmas Day wow. um, to come home, go into two weeks of hotel quarantine. And all of that was set, all of that was paid for. My posters were up around town. There was a big a zero poster of me outside State Theatre Centre of me looking terribly spooky. (laughs) And, uh, but yeah, unfortunately that didn't pan out and so I ended up fucking off L.A. instead uh, for a week because I just needed some fun. Yeah, Not not, not too bad options,
0: but honestly, no wonder your mum is trying to find you a job at the Woolies in Thornley, because she's just like, come back. I know,
1: I know. Bless her heart. God bless Anne. What a champion. (laughs) Love her. Um, Sometimes. (laughs) Uh, And... Sorry, Mum. So, Lucy, is my homecoming show. It's a triumphant return of the of a Perth prodigal daughter of cabaret, <laughs> and um, it's it's a show about how, like the kind of like the dichotomy between a place like Perth and a place like Oxford, are polar ends of the spectrum, and. Um, so basically how I am in Australia is construed one way and how I am in Oxford is construed in a completely different way ah, yeah. and how at, at one time one can be a prude and also a big old floozy. <laughs> and so basically this, this all came about because I was, I was at work. I work as an optician's assistant. Um, and I, I love, I love my day job. And so Mm. I spend all day just styling people and fixing glasses, making glasses, that whole shebang. And I was fixing this like little old lady's glasses and she like fully grabs my hand while I'm in the middle of this adjustment. And she like holds my hand and is like looking at my hands and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. And she's like, your nails, they're hooker red. Oh.
0: Okay. And I was like, whoa Thank you, Bethany, for your okay. input. Oh my
1: god. I'm like, okay, all right, all right, Gladys, take a <laughs> breath. And me in Australia, I reckon this would have killed because I didn't know how to react to this mm-hmm. because that is some like old school shit yep. like that's happened to me. And so I ended up like, and this was in front of my manager, bless her heart. Um, I like retract my hand from her little wrinkly paws. And I'm like, actually, it's sex worker red. Yes.
0: Oh my! I was hoping that would be your answer. That's so chaotic. That's so
1: good. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, I thought I was being so funny. I thought I was being terribly clever. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, this is gonna kill. Oh my god, this is gonna be what? This is gonna be beautiful. My manager had to pack it in. She was not impressed. The oh, little old lady. No. And i was just like. Okay, and this was like within my first like month of working in Oxford, and I'm like, okay, what is this place? Mm. People people don't get as drunk as I do. People don't party like I do. There's very little nightlife. There's no dark bars. There's like no place that I can go get like trash and have a dance. Mm. What's going on? What's going? What is this place? And so like <laughs> I'm like listening to the way that people were kind of like perceive me was yeah. kind of like oh she's very fun loving oh she's, okay. very, she's very freewheeling <laughs> she's very much a free spirit and I'm like and then like I would do something like I would <laughs> like mention in casual conversation oh yeah me and my husband and people are like husband shook yeah. and I'm like yeah dude we got married like two years ago yeah, yeah. and people are like so what does your like husband think about you going into London and having all these late nights and I'm like he's fully supportive because this is my chosen career and what I want to do with my life buddy yeah
0: yeah and it's like, quite a strange situation where you've suddenly got to be like yeah actually first of all I don't know why you think you're entitled to that information but on top of that it doesn't actually matter what you think <laughs> I'm just doing my
1: thing yeah it's it's like it's really interesting. With like, it's very much kind of like I feel like it's like the coded language yeah. that is being used here in Oxford, and it's just like everyone's kind of like being like very British, very polite mm. about it, and like yeah. So I wrote I wrote this show as kind of like like how I would I, I would, how I would I feel like I'd rather be a prude in Perth than be. Aslousy in Oxford.
0: Yeah. And
1: how yeah. kind of like I'm trying to like manage that and how, yeah, the how, how oneself is perceived in completely different ways in like different social, even social economic contexts.
0: Yeah. Interesting and how, yeah. like, without giving too much away obviously about the content of your incredible show, how um, do you plan on doing this? Is it mainly, is it storytelling based, music based, original songs? Like can you tell us just like a little sneak preview of how you're going to tell the story?
1: Oh yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, this is actually really exciting. It's my um, official return to doing um, original music Amazing. in my show. That's so cool. Yeah, which is really, really exciting. I have um the amazing uh, Chelsea Nanny from Late Slip. Uh, she's a Californian artist currently living in Texas who I've made friends with this year um, for kind of like pushing me to kind of um, like adapt like my own songs and like songs from like that I wrote like 10 years ago as well are going to be in the show and new songs that I've written as well. And so... Originally how I wrote this was like a jukebox jukebox musical um, similar to Daddy of kind of like I would have my stories and I would have my song and then I have my stories and my songs blah, 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 blah blah, and it would be like covers. And, uh, yeah, it just ended up being that like my songs that I had written Mm -hmm. also fit in pretty well. And so, yeah, that's really exciting and so I'm going to be like, I'm gonna have like a little demo AP of songs from it and things like that. And um yeah, I'm really I'm really, really excited and terrified to kind of like yeah, bring bring that into into the world after yeah. a, a show like Daddy where it was like just covers and like people fucking loved it. <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, Okay, so I know that you guys really, really enjoyed Daddy I'm like, and like so did I, but like I have a thing it's about me and it has my music, and I hope you like it. And it's like terrifying. That's I'm so like, scary. I'm, yeah.
0: I mean, what's it like I'm to be not, revisiting music that like Baby Jamie wrote too? Because like this is like ten years ago stuff that you would have started. That now you're looking at being like, wow, I had some big feelings. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like, that is, the, that is, like, that's the thing. Like, I managed to, like, figure out the password for my old SoundCloud where I'll put up all my demos <laughs> and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, and I listened to this, like, this one particular track called Lovely Little Setback, and I'm like, fucking hell, laugh, go to therapy, <laughs> right? like, I don't want to be a bitch about this, but you very clearly have some shit to unpack. (laughs) And like, I'm using, I'm using that particular song in this show because like, yeah, I got like absolutely obsessed with it. I was just like, it was like, like uncovering a relic. I don't remember the writing process for this. I don't, I don't remember anything. It's just like this little kind of like contextless slice of like where my brain was at. Like, Ten years ago, Mm. and I'm like, "Wow, maybe Jamie, you're little, you're 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 a little bit of a wise one." And so, kind of like I'm stealing, like I feel like I'm stealing songs from my younger self uh, in this show because, like, a lot of them I just I don't I don't remember writing them.
0: Yeah, of course, but they are they're
1: solely me, and I'm like, "Wow, this is bananas." this is insane and so i have like this little treasure trove of like songs that i can kind of pick and choose from or mm. pick and adapt and kind of like progress as well which is really exciting i'm like yeah super excited about it and i'm forever thankful for yeah chelsea for um yeah kind of like pushing that as well
0: yeah that and, was very- um yeah cause- yeah. Sorry. That was going to be my next question was, did it take a lot of adaptation for you to make them like relevant to the current story, the brand new story? Because I mean, like little baby, you obviously didn't know all of this cool stuff you would have done by now. So was it a lot to change or funnily, not?
1: Funnily enough, like not a huge amount because uh, like, I'm just, I've been anxious for years. <laughs> And I've been very good at writing about my anxiety yeah. for years. <laughs> and so I was kind of like, no, no, no. Like, I understand that, like, Baby Jamie was writing this about a completely different situation. But she's being, like, vague enough about it. that like, <laughs> this fits perfectly. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, bless you and your vague songwriting, Baby Jamie. Like, you, you sweet little chicken. Um, Yeah, it was, I haven't had to do much like a couple tweaks here and there and um switching up of like arrangements and things like that but like no it's mostly kind of like pretty straightforward I was like cut and paste there we go done that's another five minutes of my (laughs) hour-long profile thank you
0: Yep. Thank you so much for your past labor for the current production. Yeah,
1: really good. Absolutely. Like I understand that you're like processing like whatever like big feelings you're going through, but just know you're making my life easier.
0: <laughs> as she should, as she should. I'm um, coming back into the Perth art scene Um, after the time away, after the lockdowns, after all that. How are you feeling about re-entering this space?
1: I'm really excited. I'm really, really bloody excited. I'm excited to see my friends. I'm excited to see like the new artists that have like emerged mm. since. Um yeah, I'm I'm coming back with like a new sense of um like this is gonna sound like some hippie dippy bullshit. I'm coming back with like a new sense of self. Mm. Um, which is really exciting. Like I have been lucky enough to like I did some shows when I was in the States Um, I've done gigs over here that I've literally wanted to do for 10 years Yeah, Um, and I've been like lucky enough to do some amazing festivals and like things like that and I'm coming back kind of like a more kind of polished and more seasoned version of myself and I'm ridiculously proud to present to my hometown I love. Like that. I'm terrified. I'm terrified, but I'm like very much feeling kind of like I know I've been away, but look what I've achieved. Mm. I use that of me because <laughs> I need that. Yeah, and it's kind of like yeah, making that move was definitely definitely the right thing for me to do, so I could like take these opportunities by the ponytail and ride them into the sunset to make me a better performer and a better artist and so I can come home with something stronger and better than I ever have before.
0: That's beautiful and I'm pretty certain that we're all going to be incredibly proud of you and this brilliant new show. Let everybody know where they can find the shows, the date, the place, all of that good stuff.
1: So my show is called Floozy. It is on at Studio Underground at the State Theatre of Western Australia. She's got that government money, honey. (laughs) Uh, And it is on from the 23rd to the 28th. I will not be doing a show on Invasion Day. Thank Mm -hmm. you very much. Uh, Because that was the sales were just bomb anyway. (laughs) Okay. And you can find tickets available on fringeworld.com.au and it is 8pm every night, baby.
0: Amazing. So you'll find those links in the show notes and tell everybody where they can find you on social platforms so we can stalk you up until your arrival back here.
1: I am literally just Jamie Michaela on everything. That is J-A-M-I-E-M-Y-K-A-E-L-A. I I know it's spelled dumb. Take that up with my mother.
0: All right. Well, we'll definitely get in contact with her as soon as we can figure out how to do that. Um, I've just got to say a massive thank Coming you. For you Anne. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you everyone for listening. And remember, if you like this show, you can like us on social media, rate and subscribe on your favorite podcasting app, or send us a question to waexposepod at gmail.com. Massive thank you for getting up early in the morning, Jamie, and having a chat with me.
1: No worries, mate. Anytime, anytime.
0: WA Exposé is an independent production. Our artwork was created by Georgia Sassenfeld and our theme music is Corrosive by Aria Scarlett and M Burrows. You can find out more about the podcast or live shows at ariascarlet.com forward slash WA Exposé. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen